lovelies, and welcome to another episode of Crooked Crime Sisters. My name is Taylor, and this is my sister Tristan, and yes, I'm sick. Hooray! In this era of COVID madness, I plead the fifth as to what type of sickness I have encountered, but it makes no difference because I'm still here for all of you, right? Tristan, how are you? You know, I'm doing okay. Today's been a really weird week. It's been, like, very, like, half and half. You know what I mean? Like, things, things are going okay. Things are not going okay. But... I just got home from work, and I got to say, like, I was just jamming along in my car listening to some tunes, and, you know, just, like, a little hack. If you get anxious in the car, just, like, sing along to music. It helps so much. Yeah. Um, I have a little thing that we need to discuss because I know someone that was, like, your happy singing person to go to. And he recently tied the knot, and I sent you something about it, and you never oh responded. So I'm assuming either A, you don't care, or B, you were so hurt you didn't even want to acknowledge it. You know what? Jesse McCartney. <laughs> I love Jesse McCartney. I really do. But, like, we've really grown apart oh, throughout these few years. Okay. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize. I'm sorry. The, his album, though, like, his most recent album – I don't know if it's most – now we got to look it up. Sorry. Like, I am giving – I am – I don't know what the word is. I'm going to be a music uh, critique today. So his, like, I don't know if it's his most famous, most recent album, mm-hmm. but um, I think it's called Technicolor. So, yeah, New Stage. I don't know what the heck that is. That No. In Technicolor, it was 2014. It's not his most recent album. <laughs> That's pretty long ago. <laughs> anyway, um, that album is absolutely fire. Like, I... It's ridiculously how, like, good that album is. And I, 10 out of 10, recommend everyone go listen to it. Like, literally, like, checkmate. Fire. I don't think that there's any good song on there, honestly. <gasps> I'm Are you serious? Serious. I know you used okay, to listen okay. to it all the time, but I was not, no, like, no. hands down. There's, oh like, a gosh. few songs I'm like, okay, Jesse, like, this is obviously, like, your, your, your reach to be on the radio, even though, like, you're not going to be on the radio. Like, stop. Like, no. Like, Super Bad, that's a terrible song. Punch, Drunk, Recreation, that's a terrible song. But In Technicolor Part 2, that song is fire. The Other Guy, fire. Checkmate, fire. Like, have you listened to these songs? No. Back Together even is good. That one's a little bit, like, not in a long, upbeaty. But no, like, The Other Guy and Checkmate are, like, you know, like, moody, like, emotional songs. I've been in a really, like, emotional song phase for my whole life I guess because I listened to this in high school and I'm I'm still in that phase so but no Jesse McCartney 10 out of 10 you need to go listen to it his new music I have no idea it's probably trash but he's got color he's got a new tour going on right now and it's live and in person (laughs) 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 oh gosh okay I'm sorry we need to move on no we don't no we don't we don't okay Jesse McCartney is 10 out of 10 and I just want to say like I don't know I've been in a really good mood lately of like depressing music and I think everyone should be in a good mood about depressing music do you know what what artist I've recently started listening to and I'm like who am I this this isn't isn't me I I don't know it's really not that like crazy of an idea but Halsey oh I actually really like Halsey and so does Zoe I know that's I'm like why do I like this like I don't want to like this but I'm just saying right here right now if you are going through a breakup, 
And or if you're in a relationship, break up with your significant other and listen to You Should Be Sad because that is the most fire song in the whole entire That is world. a good song. 10 out of 10. It's <laughs> a like really good song. song. You know that song? I love – That song is I'm addicted so to Nightmare. Good. Her song Nightmare, that's me right now. That one's like – it's okay, but You Should Be – no, I'm like obsessed with You Should Be Sad. Like it is the most ridiculous – and like honestly, like the lyrics are kind of a little – I was like, this is edgy. Like edgy of like how cringy this is. Like – I'm glad I never ever had a baby with you. Like that's a little cringy, but I love it. That was my favorite line, of course. Like that is the best line of the whole entire song. Like that is the biggest like. Meh. Anyway, yeah. So I've been really into those kind of music. Also, "Selfish" by Madison Beer. Do you know who Madison Beer? I know is? who she is. I don't know the song. Yeah, I don't know like who what she actually does. She's like the new Megan Fox. I think she's like the what teenage boys put in their room on like posters if they have posters now. But her song "Selfish." amazing i never listened to any other song from her but that song is great 10 out of 10 anyway everyone go break up their significant others go cry and drive in the rain and almost crash your car and listen to this music got it good to know great but sad girls sing along sad I, girls I, don't know, sing along. I don't know what my spotify is but yeah that's my oh like, that's your playlist, playlist I listen oh to in the car. we should share sad girl sing along. we should totally share it with people see how many people will listen to it it's great yeah, it is It is the best. Anyway. <laughs> I'm going to throw out some controversy and state that I made the switch to Apple Music, so I no longer have Spotify. What is the point of Apple Music? What it's is, just like what, Spotify, what does it do? but... Better? Is it's it not better. better. <laughs> it's not better, point? but Apple Family, you can all get your Apple Music with like a family plan, and it's just cheaper because you get more than just Apple Music. Anyways, it doesn't matter. <laughs> We are sisters from the Pacific Northwest, uh-huh. and every Thursday we're here to give you the details of a crime that you might already know and discuss our thoughts and opinions. Like you, we are completely obsessed with true crime, but not in a morbid way. And we too realize that many criminals find the Pacific Northwest is the perfect place to make their twisted fantasies a reality. We're not professionals by any means, but rather crime enthusiasts who like to talk. So with that, let's get started. Ma'am, are you okay to do this podcast? You cannot say two sentences without. <laughs> I know. I told you I'm. It's rough right now. It's been like this for oh a week. Gosh. It's stupid. Y'all got Corona. I don't. Y'all I got honestly, I don't know if I have it. I have. I'm not denying it, and I'm not confirming it because I haven't taken a test. I just haven't left my house. So there's that. But I. So she's just living her regular life. <laughs> You're such a <laughs> Oh my gosh. Anyway, Anyways. today's case contains of uh, your discretion because listener discretion, whatever. Um, of because it has theft. So like if you don't like theft, no. I don't know what to tell you. I thought about it. You're cool with murder and everything else, but like <laughs> but theft does that really push you off the edge. Then yeah, it's I don't time know. to skedaddle. No, I know. I thought of not even putting a disclaimer because this is such a like pg case but whatever it's still interesting so anyways today's case is kind of fun it does not involve murder but maybe a little mayhem and so i was kind of just looking up some crazy good cases of the pacific northwest and stumbled upon this gem which i have titled it la historia de la familia cabello why i have no idea i just i really thought it would sound good in spanish so whatever um so yeah i just decided that it is what it is so if i offend anybody who is not hispanic with that last name i apologize and you can write me a letter later 
or you could just blame it on the fact that I'm sick because I did write this episode yesterday. So let's talk about this then, shall we? So we haven't done this in a while, so I really don't know if anyone misses it. But remember how we would always start like the story with like the context of, you know, where the story plate takes place and what year? Well, we can't really do that again with this one. So we're just not going to do it. So anyways, I just wanted to <laughs> let you know we didn't forget. Remember how we used to do that? And it was so great. Yeah, not we're not. I, I mean, it's not that I don't oh want to do it. It's just it wouldn't make sense because this play this just it just doesn't make sense so anyways okay whenever whenever. let's move on and talk about the stars of our story today the cabello family their names are archie and marion cabello and they are a married couple who at the time were living in milwaukee wisconsin archie was a normal dude and we really don't have any background info so we'll just jump right into the crime line All right, so Archie, like I said, total normal guy. He's working as an armored car driver. He's a former Marine with his wife, Marion, and he has two kids to provide for. He's making only about $6 an hour, and he's 48 years old. Now, what information we did get is that they were married when they were teenagers, and it was very clear that this guy loves his lady. Like, you got to love a man who loves his woman, am I right? Yeah, but I'm also worried for Archie. Sir, you're making $6 an hour. When is this? When is this time Oh, okay. So, um... Do we have a year? Uh, this year, around this time, it would have been in the mid-90s. Mid-90s? So... Is that decent money? I mean, it's... I don't think it's decent, but, uh, the federal minimum wage, even now, is still eight bucks, so... Mid-90s, he's making $6. I'm sure it was normal. That's not bad. That's pretty good. Good job. Go, Archie. So, like I said, I couldn't find a ton of, like, background, background information, but there was a lot of information to pull from a 2020 episode that came out in 2016. So, in this episode, it is stated that Archie loves money, but he hates to work. So, you know, what does a guy got to do when his options are work hard for a living or do something else? Yeah, Archie's that guy. He's just going to go do something else, like, for sure. One reporter said that had Archie actually gone to college, his life would have been significantly different because he has the brain and the gumption. He just kind of needed more, like, a direction. Okay, that totally makes sense because, I mean, that's usually what happens when people who are, you know, he's obviously a criminal mastermind. So if he used his criminal mastermindness to apply himself, do something positive. Yeah instead of being a criminal mastermind, then... For sure. You know, his life would be different. It would. Yeah. So, Archie, this guy who wants money and he wants it fast, well, how do you get fast money? You rob people, right? You play Family Feud. Or, even better, you pull off a heist. I Family Feud's good, but in this case... Fast money. That's literally what it's money. called. Yeah, that's true. Somehow, some way or another, it's mentioned in um, one of the articles that I read that Archie may have had a heist that occurred in the 1970s in Detroit, where he worked with his brother. However, we have zero details on that, just the notion that it may or may not have taken place, in which somebody also said he kind of, like, didn't give his brother the cut of the loot, so he just, like, ditched and was like, okay, bye. That's a really good way to just, like, you know. Sever ties. Yeah, honestly, but does he ever talk to him again? Does he ever, does the brother ever come back up? No, he does not. (laughs) So, (laughs) 
Yeah. And I think it's kind of hard because it is kind of frustrating. I did tons of research and I seriously could not find anything that discussed like Archie's upbringing, where he was from, what he like, what kind of family he was in. Like we got nothing. So ma'am, I have no idea about this Cabello family. I don't think anyone knows who this family is. So you could lie to well, us. Well, no, I mean, like sure. it's, it's kind of a bummer. Cause what if he came from like a robbery, you know, crime kind of family, the mafia. Yeah. We don't have anything. So that's all we got. So in the year 1995, we have Archie who works for this armored car company. So he's the senior working with two other dudes, which I'll go ahead and pause here. And I feel like this should be common knowledge, but in case it's not, an armored car is the vehicle that puts the money from banks into ATMs or into cash registers and those kind of things. They literally drive around the city depositing money and taking money. You know, that's what they do. I mean, every basic, like, you know what? Actually, okay, sorry. This is kind of a soundtrack. I'm so, so sorry. Um, What's it called? Now You See Me. I literally watched that the other day. Yeah. And there's an armed truck. Yeah, exactly. So that's... So, like, in every, like, bank robbing movie, you see that. Yeah. You know what they are, people. Yeah, exactly. So he was the senior guy, and he had two other dudes he was working with. One of them had only been on the job for a week, and the other guy had only been on the job for two weeks. So he kind of, like, had the trust, like, if you will, for being the one that was, like, responsible. So in the time leading up to the heist, Archie has his love, Marion, leave her job working at a cafe to sit in one of their ordinary-looking cars and park, like, en route, arriving and leaving just in like inconspicuous as any other person in the area so like the armored car would drive by she would pull out of the cafe follow it go park somewhere wait for them to drive by and then she would take off a different way so this goes on for a certain amount of time i really don't know but wait they don't they do this like often yeah like it they it was like this a weird little play yeah, like okay we're gonna practice this and then on the day that it's gonna happen you know i'm gonna give you a special signal and this is what you're gonna do so like it didn't that that could be smart okay yeah so on the day that in the heist took place marion does her little thing and she comes and she follows it and this time when he gets to like a stop sign he turns on his hazards so instead of her getting behind him and taking a left they both go right so the car follows the truck turning in to um this like local bank and archie then signs for a bag that totals over a hundred and fifty thousand at around 12 30 p.m so like this is on record he takes the money whatever somehow okay wait wait just to just to paint a picture here so they're out they're both out in front of a bank so that's what it's like in front yeah so it kind of like doesn't make sense like the thing they he follows or she follows him and he goes and does this little bank thing but then she goes and parks somewhere else like but they're in this like strip mall kind of thing Yeah, I'm trying to paint a picture here in my picture. It's, it's not a little working. Wacky, but... Okay. Well, somehow, some way, a break takes place between Archie and the two others that he's working with. So he kind of like gets them out of the vehicles, um, and he pulls into like pulls around the backside of this um, strip mall, basically, and she has her car window rolled down, and he just rolls up next to her, throws the money in, and then takes off. 
and they leave like nothing ain't ever happened. <laughs> There's so many just like red flags. Like I wish I I need to know an armored driver because a Sir, do you take breaks outside of the truck? Well, obviously. That does not seem like a good thing. No, I mean, that's... What do you mean, obviously? Obviously, it happened because this happened. Well, you know what I mean, though? That's what I'm trying to say. Is Archie just being a little bad supervisor and being like, oh, yeah, guys, it's cool. Like, uh, Yeah, go, go take your break. We aren't supposed to take breaks outside of the truck, but I'm here, so like it's cool. Yeah, we'll take a I mean, break outside the truck. I don't know specifically what was said between him and the other two guys that were there. But I'm just saying it sounds suspicious to like if you're in charge of like practically like there could be up to like a million dollars in that stupid truck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't think you should be able to leave the truck. <laughs> no, and I, I agree, but I don't know the ins and outs of the protocols that armored cars use. But once it was Weird. discovered that the $150,000 was mich- missing, Archie just kind of plays dumb and he's like, oh, whoops. Well, must have gotten lost in the shuffle. And for a second, it almost seemed like it was like a victimless crime because due to like the insurance of the armored cars, the losses would be covered essentially, especially when you're moving like such big amounts like this regularly. Like, like you said, like there's millions of dollars in there at any given time. So like 150,000 goes missing. Like that's chump change. Nothing. Like, yeah. oh man, that sucks. But yeah, whatever. We'll figure it out. Well, okay, actually, sorry, I have, like, a really major question, and and I don't know if you're going to be able to help me answer it, but when he signed off the money to the bank, I I think I'm just overanalyzing this, but I'm here for the viewers. Did he give, was he supposed to be giving the bag of money to the bank, or was the bank supposed to be giving him No, I think it was, like, he took it from the bank to go to wherever the, like, Federal Reserve is in that area. Okay, so he's receiving money from the bank, and then... Signed off Okay, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, okay, perfect. So it wasn't the bank was missing money, it was literally he was missing money. Like, there's no one else to blame but that man. Well... Well, the the, the car. Yeah truck whatever yeah okay so when questioning the other two workers they come up with a big fat i don't know because they truly didn't know um one guy ends up taking a polygraph and he passes archie and the other guy declined to take the test but of course his bosses suspect that he's involved just because like they just had like a feeling it was him but they could never prove it so it just kind of becomes like a mute point that's so weird yeah so (laughs) that's when this is the 90s yeah so archie ends up getting fired but you know let's be honest it's not like he's really hurting for the thirty thousand dollars a year he was getting because he seriously just stole three times his yearly wages am i right no one gets charged the end like that's how it goes but they must have changed some protocols after this man i mean i don't know but that's the thing this wasn't the end this was only the beginning for archie cabello So, in 1996, Vincent Cabello is a 23-year-old, and he has just been honorably discharged from the U.S. Army. Now, he comes home to live with his parents in Milwaukee. Um, In the 2020 episode, they state that even though Vinny seemed to serve his country with pride, he wasn't super keen on making his father proud. So, I don't know where this info is coming from, because there's nothing out there that stated that they, like, why they wouldn't have less than a stellar relationship, but who knows? Because it's kind of alluded to the fact that Vinny only acted with his father because he was, like, trying to get, like, daddy's approval. So, again, I don't know where this is coming from. Like, I don't know why that would be necessary, because there's no 
talk of abuse or, you know, dysfunctional relationships specifics as to why Vinny would need his dad's approval so much. Maybe because you're a scammer, Archie. I don't know. Either way, Vinny's home and Daddy-O... Wait, wait, wait. Was, do we know why Vinny was honorably discharged? Honorably is like you just, you served your time so you got out. Oh, I thought it was like he got out like on, like... No. Like... No, they just call it Honorably, like, but like quickly. No. You know what I mean? Like fast. No, he just like served, like that's... An honorable discharge is like a basic one. Like you didn't do anything wrong. You did your, you served your contract and you're done. Well, sometimes honorable discharge is like, ooh, you got your legs blowed off. Like, yeah, you can leave. Yeah, but that's what I was just wondering. Like, no, I think this happened. one was just like a basic. He served his time. Oh. I mean, he was twenty three, and you start when you're eighteen, so that would have been five years he served. So, yeah. Thank you for your time, Vinci- Vincent. Yeah, Vinny. Whatever his name is. His name's Vincent. Anyway. I call him Vinny. So either way, Vinny's home, and Daddyo decides he's gonna rope little Vinny into the family business. Because remember, at this point, Archie and his wife Marion were needed in order to pull off the last crime. But now they have another Cabello, so this time they could go bigger, right? True. So, true. True. Said to worship his father and only seeking to gain his approval and acceptance, Vinny takes a job as an armored car driver. And I mean, I'm going to state some Reddit unpopular opinion right here because it seems to me, in my experience, like anyone who can pull the military card, like automatically gains acceptance and trust of the planet, even though most of those folks are shady AF. They're just better at getting away with it. So basically what I'm saying is, like, I think it's really interesting because we give, I, I'm grateful that these people serve. Like, don't come at me. Veterans Day is tomorrow. Like, not trying <laughs> to, like, this stir, on Veterans Day. <laughs> not trying to, like, stir things up. But for the ones that, like, use the military to, like, exploit their privileges, I cannot freaking stand that. Like... If you were super, super douchey and you sucked at life in the military and then you get out and you get to use the military to, like, get upper gains to, like, do different jobs and things like that, like, that's what bothers me. Because in my experience, I would say 89% of the people who are in the military are curse words. Like, it's just not. Wow. You're really bringing the hammer down on these people, these poor veterans. I'm not saying that everybody sucks. I'm just saying that we have a lot of people who abuse I'm, Well, yeah, I understand what you're saying. In a lot of these episodes, there are very key examples of, oh, yeah, I served my country. Yeah. Now I kill people in my backyard. Yeah, like, you know? they like automatically that's not right. We don't need to do yeah, that. Yeah, but that's the that's the I feel like it, that's the thing. Like, in one hand, they expect to have respect because they serve their country, but on the other hand, it's like they feel like it's a way to get away with whatever they want. And and but the thing is, people let them. That's the biggest problem. People actually yeah. let them. Well, then that's why I was like really interested about like what is Vinny's past because, I mean, if his dad wasn't in the picture, would he be a good armored car driver? I mean, I don't know, but he was a paratrooper, so part of me feels like adrenaline is kind of like his little buddy. Well, could be. So, I don't know. So, what's also interesting is the fact that it was said in this time that Archie wasn't working. He was actually selling drugs when he wasn't stealing money. 
So basically, he's just how a... old is this man? He's a dad. Okay, so ninety five. Like someone tell this been, dad like, to go 50s. home. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> Sir. So <laughs> Vincent comes home. Like I said, he's applying for jobs at banks and casinos. He lands a job as a night guard for a gigantic vault that sits at the bottom of this big building. So the story goes that Vinny would be the night guard and that Archie would stage a robbery being the thief. And nobody would know that Vinny's dad was the guy who was behind all of it. So Every night, Archie would walk by the area. That sounds like an awful plan. I'm so sorry. Sorry, I'm just thinking about this. Like, sir, if they do somehow identify that it, Archie is the person that was the robber, like, you would instantly, like, get framed. And the fact that, like, nobody was able to make the connection that, you know, Archie was fired from his armored car job, like, what? <laughs> less than two years before this incident happens i mean and they live in the same city it's not like they moved exactly that's what i'm saying no they didn't so like who didn't put the two pieces together was just being dum-dums but whatever so basically it said like in this big building you could actually see the stairs that would go down to the vault so you could see it from from like the street level or whatever so Mm -hmm. archie would walk by every night in the area um waiting for his sign from his son vinnie so in July, um, Archie walks by, he gets the signal. So he goes to the back where his car is parked in the back alley. Um, he grabs a hat, he puts it on backwards. He's got a big fake bushy beard, some yellow tinted sunglasses and a BB gun. Okay. Sorry. First off, why, why would walking around the bank suspiciously every night make you look less innocent? I, I have no idea. Like That doesn't seem like a good plan to every single night Archie walks by the area. Like, like waiting like, for his time, waiting to pounce. Yeah. I bet that would be the first person I would want to call is be like, well, where's Archie at? He's here every night. He probably saw him. Oh, it was him. Like, psh, yeah, stupid. Okay. Second off, a BB gun. I mean. Whose idea was that? Yeah. Was it an actual, like, looked like a gun BB gun? Or is it a BB gun with an orange tip? Because at the same, like, sir. I mean, no. I think that it's probably the one that, like, looks meant to, like, look like an actual gun. But, hmm. yeah. Interesting. So Archie ends up coming in through the basement and he goes down this long corridor. So Vinny, who's already been inside the vault, goes out of the vault and closes the door. But he fails to do one super crucial step in which he doesn't rotate the lock back. Therefore, it didn't completely close. So the reason that this is super crucial is because it's learned that these types of vaults, there's two parts to like the the combination or whatever. And Vinny would have only had one part of the code. So like he wouldn't have been able to get back into it because he wouldn't have been able to unlock it. So he obviously failed to close it correctly is kind of like what he says or is what like, wait, wait. the specialist said. I'm trying to, I'm kind of confused. So Vinny only knows half the code. Yeah. He's only allowed to know half the code. Yeah. So then how was the vault already open? Is it his job to close it? Well, up no, now? I think he was like supposed to get in there, do whatever he needs to do, then close it up kind of thing. But he only has like one part. So like once it's closed, he can't get back into it type thing. What's the point of having only half the code? I have honestly, no idea. Why would you give the man only half the code? That's I have no stupid. idea. 
Okay. Anyway, so, sorry. That really caught me. Archie yells, freeze. And they begin this whole shenanigan of the crime, acting out the crime from start to finish. Knowing, because it's 1995, 1996, like, there was surveillance videos. But the super funny thing is that they end up taking those surveillance videos, but they did continue to, like, act it out just in case there was other surveillance that they were unaware of. So, um, Archie ends up handcuffing Vinny and goes into the vault and steals the cash and leaves. Just like that? Like, there's no, like, <coughs> I mean, they're fake acting. Did he, like, pistol whip him with his I mean, I don't know the full details. Shot him. And, I mean, maybe we'll talk about it, bring this up in the, in the very end. We can talk about it again, because I want to know, like, where did this footage go? Did they destroy it instantly? Do they still have it somewhere? Like, who knows? Well, and then I'm just saying, again, if they have surveillance cameras, they can tell Archie's being sus every single freaking night outside. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. I mean, Stupid plan. I don't know. So the next morning, Vinny is found handcuffed to a railing with the money taken from the vault. <gasps> he spent the whole night. Yeah. <laughs> so a new detective guy, like, comes in on the case, which he found that it was kind of really interesting because he was surprised that Vinny didn't seem as shaken up as someone might have been had they had their life in danger the way that he did. Especially because he's like, if you thought your head was going to get blown off, don't you think you'd be a little more traumatized and like shaken up? But Vinny just seemed to be like super chill. Also, the detective almost instantly had this feeling that this was an inside job because of the way that the assailant escaped. Which basically was that the person, like, went back through some windy tunnels and ended up having to travel up a service elevator, like, into a parking garage kind of thing. Like, not exactly speedy. Especially if you could see a door from the vault that would, like, lead to outside. <laughs> like, it just didn't make sense. Yeah, dude, they're so lucky that, like, no, like, you know, random pedestrian was like, oh my gosh, the bank's getting yeah, robbed. Yeah, look at this. Yeah. And also, I'm sorry, Vinny, does Vinny not have any type of weapon? I just realized that. This man is guarding a safe, like, whatever, millions of dollars. I don't know how much money is yeah. there. He has no type of I weapon. Don't All know. he has is a flashlight. I mean, I really don't like, know. That's why the, 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 their story from the start sucks. Yeah. And then so Archie doesn't go back. He doesn't go through, like, the main doors. He, like, scurries away through. Yeah, like, like has some twisted, like, maze way that he went through to get out the back. Which, again, the detective was like, nah, something's not right here. But Archie was able to get $730,000 with no way to poke holes in Vincent's story. No one is charged with the robbery. I'm Today, I'm learning that, like, you can rob a bank and easily get away with it. Like, I'm so surprised. Like, there's so many times that are just like, eh, they got us. Yeah, and that's what doesn't make sense to me either. <laughs> I'm kind of like, why was this so easy to do? Like, how? And why are they, like, not, like, manhunt trying to figure out who it was? I know. Only s just a casual $730,000 out the yeah. window. Yeah, okay, bye. Have fun with it. We'll see you later. Oh, my. That's insane. Yeah. So, one year after the robbery, the Cabellos moved from Milwaukee, Wisconsin to Portland, Oregon. It's said that in 18 years, they moved 21 times. Almost as much as you, Tristan. Just kidding. <laughs> According to the 2020 documentary, um, it was said that they moved so many times because they were constantly on the run from the government, as well as lots of people that they owed money to or people who would come looking for them because of money issues. So, like, 
obviously like the drug dealing and like stuff like that was like a sincere real thing and so they constantly had to just like keep moving and that just became like their way of life but on paper it just looked like they were living paycheck to paycheck so this is what i find kind of interesting because they work so hard or i mean not necessarily work so hard but they risk their lives to make all this money but they weren't spending it as if they had done it literally they moved to Portland and start living in some rundown two-bedroom house in the northeast side of Portland. And I'm sorry. My, the, I was going to say, my friends in the northeast, <laughs> I'm sorry. That is not a dig at you. That is just facts, okay? True facts. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. Well, okay, I see two points. One point is they can't spend all their money because then it's like, where'd you get this Louis Vuitton bag, huh, Marion? You drive a beat-up Corolla. Yeah. Where's your taxes at? I guess, like, you can't really do much. And then, but again, yeah, what are you doing with all the money? Just, like, looking at it? I know. Why steal it if you're not going to spend it? So, I don't know. It's really mixed. Yeah. So, once in Portland, Marion stayed home. Uh, Vinny became a bouncer, and Archie just kind of stayed under the radar. Somehow, he gets a job working for another armored truck company, which I'm sorry, this just blows my mind because does nobody do their background checks? This man previously got fired. This is proof. This is proof that it's okay. Those (laughs) references you write on your new hire people don't even need them. They never call them. Yeah. They just put in a random name. They don't call. So um it was said that archie was kind of like a totally normal dude he was a bit older than a lot of the guys who worked there but nothing that would have struck anyone as being out of the ordinary was he still making six dollars an hour i do not know but there are (laughs) like there are like footage camera video shots or whatever of him working at the federal reserve building in oregon and he's got his little uniform on and everything and so why doesn't he just steal from the Federal Reserve? Oh, that's probably, it's probably, probably a lot harder. Guard. Yeah. So December 5th of 2005, after about 2 p.m., a man calls to report a robbery. When the 911 dispatcher asks, did you witness a robbery? The witness says, no, but I'm standing here next to an armored truck with a guy who's handcuffed to the steering wheel. You are never going to guess who is handcuffed to this steering wheel. So... Archie claims that a man had a gun up against the vehicle and he was able to take a few of the bags off the truck. However, the guy was unable to take all of the money because he had so much on his truck. And I'm pretty sure they said that uh, Archie had over $7 million on his truck at the time of the robbery. I have so many questions. Question number one. How do you just like... Was the back open? Because don't they walk through the back? Yeah, so... To get the money? You you have lots of questions. Uh, give me all of your questions, and we'll go on with the story, and I'm sure I'll answer all of them. Okay. Question number one. How did he get the money? How did he reach into the truck and get the money? The truck is kind of big. You have to jump into the truck. Why is the money right by the door or the window? That's suspicious. Question number two. Where is everyone at? <laughs> okay. Who was walking around? And just pointing guns at people in the middle. So this is Portland, though, so I kind of actually believe it. (laughs) So almost immediately, the cops show up, as well as news crews and the FBI, because um, they're all like shocked that this happened. And as soon as they learned that it was Archie, it kind of like perked their ears up or whatever. 
So they go and they're like, hmm, we have some problems with this because Archie is inside an armored car that could literally withstand pistol bullets, like without a problem. Um, so their first question is, why did you open up the door? Because that's what Archie said. He said that he was stopped somewhere, whatever. A guy came up to the window and was like, open up the car door or open up the door and um, basically said like, for some reason, even though Archie was armed with his own pistol, so he had his own weapon, on top of the fact yeah, he's that armored. he's literally inside a freaking <laughs> tank right now, his dumb butt decides to open up a door to let this guy in and that the guy got in and was like, drive me over to so-and-so neighborhood, drove him over there, handcuffed him, took the money out of the car, and then left. So... The assailant was said to be a white man in his 40s, standing at about 5 foot 10, about 180 pounds, and that he was able to escape with $3 million in cash, all while wearing a black baseball cap, sunglasses, a and a fake beard. To which I say, hmm, sounds pretty familiar. Okay, first off. Oh, 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 I was thinking if... I don't know. I don't know what the rules are. In this moment, if someone's pointing a gun at you, there's no rules. That's the big rule. Number one rule. If someone's pointing a gun at you, there's no rules. Do no, you want, if I you're think. standing in front of a bulletproof vehicle, like, I would have been like, huh, see ya. No, 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 that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's no rules. So, like, I feel like this Archie had, he had reason to run this man Exactly. <laughs> and kill him. I like that's what I would do. I'd be like, literally flip him off through a window and be like whatever loser and drive off like come get me i'm gonna run you over i'm in a huge tank full of money i'm living my best well, life it's not my money but that's and okay that's something you know what that, i mean there's no excuse that is brought up because it says like these vehicles can withstand bullet rounds on top of the fact that archie had a gun and it said that um they are in like in those situations they're literally just supposed to drive away like that's protocol like you just drive because you're in a vehicle yeah. unless they've got a freaking vehicle that they're coming and hitting you with it like you just drive away that's what you're supposed to do you would also think it would have like a panic button or something you know yeah. what i mean like a under the seat <laughs> panic button that you click for like mew, mew, yeah. mew police are coming yeah well the police of course canvassed the area but no one is found to fit the description of the person who committed the crime unfortunately for archie because oh because of the fact that he opened up the door it's got the feds thinking like yeah this has to be an inside job like this guy had enough couth though to sit there and never ask for a lawyer and he was cool calm and collected the entire time to the point that they pretty much knew that he was a suspect because he wasn't even in the slightest defensive either like he was so opposite that they were like oh yeah it's got to be this guy but also remember this is literally the third robbery that a cabello from this family um has been involved with so this is not their first rodeo, and that's what I said. Like, by the time, like, this actually gets brought up, um, they're like, oh, hey, there's a, there's a consistency here. And it's interesting, and I don't know if I say it later, but um, 
it's funny because apparently they did run a background check. However, nothing was brought forward until the day after this final heist had taken place in which the information came back like, hey, possible suspect in an armed robbery situation in 1995 has this man been working for this company yeah exactly well i don't know how long he had been there so i don't know how long does it take you to do a background check and then i feel like you shouldn't be able to work if if it doesn't come back yet done yeah if they actually do background checks on you what the heck is going on this whole system is jacked up But okay but here's my thing and i'm sorry i hate to say this archie but i think your biggest failure was the fact that you made the exact same disguise that you used in your hit in wisconsin like you couldn't have changed it up in any way oh yeah he's got a baseball cap and some sunglasses and a fake beard like really that's literally word for word what you had in your first one all i gotta say is like if it works the first time (laughs) Don't fix something that ain't broke. I mean, I guess. So, because there's a history of the two of them being involved in two separate heists, uh, Vinny actually gets questioned. However, he says he don't know nothing about nothing. So, Archie then goes to work the next day, turns in his badge and uniform, and says, I'm done here. And that was the last that anyone had seen or heard of him in that space. Of course... You accused me of stealing... (laughs) Accused me of faking a robbery. That is true, and I did fake yeah. it. Ridiculous. You're not going to find me guilty. So, of course, at this point, it didn't take Stupid. anybody long to figure out. Obviously, Archie and Vinny had stolen the money, which were two shrink-wrapped $1.5 million bricks. Wait, how big are those? Uh, I'm assuming they're pretty big. How do you, like, casually steal uh, that? Suitcases? I don't know. Hmm. Shortly after, the authorities get themselves a warrant and they go raid the Cabello household. However, as soon as the doors are opened, Archie gives a statement, my wife had nothing to do with it. To which... That's not sad. Right? I want to be like, Archie, shut your freaking mouth. Nobody asked. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure his wife looked at him and was like, what the... What? Shut up. But... Uh, they don't find the bricks of cash they were looking for, and instead, they find these semi-hoarders with hundreds upon hundreds of credit cards. And it was pretty much apparent that, like, these guys knew and they were prepared for exactly what was coming. So, like, the feds weren't going to find anything. Why do they have hundreds and hundreds of credit cards? All in their names? No, all in, names? Are they no, all in their names. So all in their names also inside the home. So they found the credit card statements and money order receipts alluding to the fact that all of their credit card payments were made through money orders, which is actually pretty freaking smart because the money trail stops there. And let's be real. Like you can't pay money orders without cash. Like that's the only way you can pay for money orders is cash. So the feds are like, hmm, we're on to something here. Like, they couldn't take them in that day, but they're like, we got something. So the feds up, end up going to over 125 different storage units all over the Portland metro area, hoping to find the stash from the Cabellos. However, they are unsuccessful. How do they pick, like, which ones <coughs> right? to look for? Are they looking through, like, literally everyone's, or it's, like, anyone with a similar last name? I don't know. Anyone under the name Archie? Like, that's yeah. weird. Hilariously, while also raiding the home, uh, while they were looking for stashes of cash, what they weren't aware of, quote-unquote, household items that were false safes, a.k.a. those things that look like a can of shaving cream, but if you unscrew the bottom, it's really got 
tons of cash stashed inside it. So those were all over. I the have one of those. House. I'm not gonna say what my hidden bank thing is, but I have one. Unable to locate the cash, they are unable to charge Archie Cabello with any type of crime. Who puts cash in those kind of things? So if I had, like a fake shaving cream, like I thought those were like uh, for what's drugs it called? for alcohol oh. or I drugs. Know. I was thinking of I don't class. have drugs or is... money or oh, alcohol. My goodness. So. You could put alcohol in the shaving cream and just like squirt it in your mouth. It, I don't no, think it'd be creamy, I don't think, but it'd be I don't cool. think that the thing works like that. Well, it should. Million dollar idea, right there. Okay. Frustrated by the lack of movement in the case, it seemed as though they got away with it. However, behind the scenes, there was a woman who was working for the IRS who was processing everything, all the documents, including over 620 money order receipts that were made towards paying the credit card debts of the Cabellos. It literally takes years, but she's able to put in the work and unraveled the truth that there was no way that Archie, who only made $11,000 a year, could be able to afford the $250,000 worth of credit card debt that he had accrued. Yeah, that doesn't add up. You're right. <laughs> Even though they weren't living the life, uh, the lifestyle of the rich and famous, they had, they did have a very modest looking life. Um, it didn't really reflect that though in their credit card statements. So while they lived in lower income home, they drove crappy, crappy old cars. They kind of spent money like as if they had more of it, especially paying for money orders, which can only be paid using cash. Like I said that earlier. So while it was smart in the way that he handled it, his business, it wasn't like bulletproof. It wasn't foolproof. Okay. Archie, I need one answer. One thing answered. What are you spending your money on? Like, where is the stuff? Right. More safes, like household safes <clears throat> to hide your other money. Like just millions no. and millions of shaving cream I cans. Think... Like, what are you buying? Well, and it's funny because 2020 posed the question, and I quote, what's the point of stealing millions if you're only going to live frugally? And another, they must have been the world's most miserable millionaires. End quote which I think is hilarious. It, if you walked into their house, like you wouldn't think like, wow, these are bank robbers who stole a bunch of money. Like they literally looked like people who were living paycheck to paycheck. Did they have a couple decent things? Yeah, sure. But did they have anything to like flaunt in any way? No, not at all. However, what I learned was apparently they were laying low playing it smart, waiting for the statute of limitations to run out on the first case, which was five years. Oh, so, wow. They're thinking that they were right now. like they were doing it. They were doing just enough, like having just a little bit like, oh, I'm going to have a little bit of cake, but I'm not going to eat the whole cake kind of thing because I got to save the cake for later. Archie and Marion had very little that they could show for having so much money. Uh, Archie was part of a cigar club that sent him cigars once a month. And Marion was subscribed to a lot of cooking magazines. And she kind of had like a lot of cooking appliances. But it still wasn't enough to make it seem like they had millions of dollars. Vincent, however, was unable to control himself, and he set off the first set of red flags when he paid cash for a flashy Hummer. Vincent. Now, Archie was furious, which, I don't know, he kind of had every right to, because of course the feds are still watching. Of course they know the money still exists. So buying that Hummer only meant like they were right on track. So, like, the feds were I'd thrilled. so pissed. Oh, yeah. As a parent. Like, why didn't... He should have, like, gave the money to someone else and, like, have them buy it for him or something. Yeah. Like, why did he have to buy it? I have Dummy. no idea. 
So four days before the statute of limitations would expire on the case, they decided <gasps> they're just going to go ahead and arrest the Cabellos without finding the cash. But they just started to use exclusive circumstantial evidence with the IRS findings. So, like, they had enough to arrest them, but they still, like, they wanted to be able to arrest them and find the money. But they weren't able to do that. So, the Cabellos are arrested, but shortly after, they're released, pending 51 different charges. So, it makes the Oregon news, especially because one of the heists was in Oregon. However, it also put the word out there in Wisconsin that what had happened there also took place here and it kind of just like blew up into like inter- like national news not international just national i bet interestingly authorities are really surprised when they get a phone call from vincent's lawyer saying he's ready to cooperate he was super willing to share the whole story of how it all started back east how his dad made him do things that he knew were wrong that he never really wanted to do and not only did he do that and give a full account of details of what took place with the robberies but he also gave the exact specific location of where the money was located and the 2020 episode was kind of like oh it just kind of seemed like Vinny was finally able to get it off his chest like he had just been holding this secret for so long and i don't know I'm not really buying the absolute. Yeah, I'm not really buying it, but whatever. If Vinny was my son and I was stealing from banks and he snitched on me, oh my goodness, I'm so mad. Disown that man. So he shares with the authorities that they actually need to go back to the house and do another sweep through because they're going to find two separate keys that will unlock the safety deposit boxes in Bellevue, Washington. Now, what's interesting is the box itself costs $1,250 a year for their safety deposit box. But what's even more interesting is the fact that for $100 more, you can have different names lifted, listed on the box. So, therefore, there were three different names that were used for these safety deposit box in Washington. Um, Marion went by the name Maria Martin. Um, Archie went by the name Ron Alda. And Vinny went by the name Mike Alda. I'm sorry, what? You can pay $100 more and you can have a different name. Yeah. Like, you just lie by yeah. your name. On these boxes. Yeah. Are they just, wow, they're really just, like, advertising the I know, for 100 bucks, that's or... it? Is it, like, do they legally, like, not allowed to give, like, your real name to the cops or something? I don't like, know. I don't understand. I really don't know. <laughs> like, like, yeah. That just seems like a big red flag. I don't know. So, in... Uh, the safety deposit box number 254, the the authorities found the still missing $1.9 million, all in $100 bills. So here's where I'm going to play an interesting card, and I know you just kind of started to say it, so I'm excited that you're on the same page as me, but I think it's like almost sad, especially because if you go back and you watch the 2020 episode, you can actually hear a phone call between Archie and prison and his other son, because remember, he has two kids. So he has Vinny, but then he has another son. We don't know his name or anything about him. But um, basically, he's sharing the fact like, okay, like, I see you guys have been rearrested. Uh, yeah, he's the reason, talking about Vinny, like, that you guys have been rearrested. And Archie's just, like, he's angry, but he, he also sounds, like, just sounds sad. Like, there's that, like, dad tone that's just, like, so disappointed. Yeah disappointed dad no. yeah but he warns his other son and he's like if you ever see him again you just need to dial 911 immediately and then 
like he just is like you know you need to remember who you're working with and he's like you know the kid's like yeah mom told me i need to take down all of his pictures off the walls in my house type of thing so they were all like super betrayed but also what i also found interesting is that marion ends up getting her own lawyer and she ends up speaking against her husband and son too so like where's the loyalty here because i have no idea that's what happens when the well runs dry you get up and go find somewhere else also a little fun fact archie was notorious for buying lottery tickets because he was just so hopeful that he'd be able to win and either like pay back the money he had stolen or make it like less obvious that they had money. So when he's on the phone with his other boy, he's like, hey, you buy the lottery tickets? Like, did we win? Is it a winner? And he's like, no, dad, like, sorry, not this time. Like, no, it's just Archie. sad. I don't, like, okay, we talk about this all the time. Like this guy would be the guy I wanna go hang out with Archie. Like, I will go visit Archie. I would not feel afraid to go see Archie in prison and just have a conversation with him and be like, you tell me the story. You tell me what happened. Rob a bank with Archie. Yeah, because he doesn't he doesn't seem like a malicious type guy. Like, is what he did wrong? Absolutely. I am not in any way condoning, like, what he had done. However, he's not, like, a vicious criminal who would kill somebody if they got in their way, his way kind of thing. See, I'm picturing Archie as like, yeah, super cool, chill dude was an army driver. And one day after work, he's with the buddies drinking a beer. And he's like, you know what? I could totally steal money. Like, I could totally set it up like that. And his guys are like, no, you couldn't. Like, that'd be so cool if you could steal, like, you know, a million dollars. He's like, yeah, I could. And then he decided to do it. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to go do it. I'm going to try. And then he got away with it. And then that's when the snowball just keeps running. Oh, RJ <laughs> looks so nice. He looks like he gardens. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So uh, he does kind of look like he'd, you know, work at a pawn shop. I mean, right? He, he just, just looks kind of like he iffy, just looks like a dad. A little sleazy. Like he doesn't. Sleazy. But he just he does not seem evil. No, not at all. So Archie ends up representing himself in court. And it was actually really sad because I don't even think he acknowledged Vinny whatsoever. Like, he's so mad. But he addressed, like, Marion and was like, you're the love of my life. I love you. Thank you for, like, all the years you've given me. Like, it's, like, so sad. And I just can only imagine, like, I don't know. Maybe there had to have been some underlying dysfunction behind the closed doors or whatever. Because that's what they kind of said is the reason that, like, Vinny snapped. But I don't know. So, um, he was given, Archie Cabello was given a sentence of 20 years for his crimes in which he pled guilty for a lot of them. Like, he didn't even try to deny it or anything. He was like, yep, did it. (laughs) Yep, that's me. So, he ends up getting 20 years. And um, he is actually serving his time in a prison in Texas. And his wife and son also each received 15-month sentences for their cooperation in the case. And I think Marion ended up having, like, time served because they arrested them in um, 2010. So the crimes took place, remember, in 2005. They get arrested in 2010, but then I don't think that they were sentenced until 2012. So. And you, so they got arrested right before the the statute, the limitations. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how it worked out with Vinny or Vinny, but, um. I'm pretty sure both of them still reside in the state of Oregon. 
uh, it said that Vinny ended up getting a job for a cemetery and the people of 2020 were able to like catch up with Marion in a parking lot, which I'm pretty sure looked like a Safeway. But she made like zero comment whatsoever. Like she almost just like moved as if she didn't even see that they were there. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, Archie's still serving his time and he's actually eligible for release in 2029, which is not that far away. So is Archie and Marion like still together? Nothing said or, that like, they were divorced. Divorce Nothing said that they were divorced. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they are living separate lives at the moment because he's still in prison. But part of me feels like she's waiting for him. I do. I feel like she's waiting for him. I mean, not to be weird, I'd wait for Archie. Archie. Right? I want to make a petition, change.org, let Archie let out. Let Archie out. I mean, <laughs> no. and that's what's hard. Like, this guy seems likable. He doesn't seem like a vicious monster that we're used to. And I think, honestly, it's just because our uh, expectations are so low and he didn't murder anyone. Yeah. Like, let the man out. He didn't out. hurt anybody in the process. <laughs> like, you know, like I said in the beginning, like, it's almost like a victimless crime in his head because the insurance is the one that covers the stolen money anyways. So there you have it, friends. That is the story of the Cabello family. I am super interested when Archie gets out. And that's only eight years away. Like, it's not that far. Like, are they going to, is he going to come back here in Oregon? Like, I don't know. And I wonder, like, what does he do while he's in prison? Does he have, like, things going on where he just is part of, you know, groups? I could see him, like, mentoring people. I'm, I'm rooting for this guy, all right? I'm sorry. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I really, I do hope the best for Archie. I feel like he has learned his lesson and I really hope he isn't going crazy in prison because I can see two ways. I could see like Archie just thriving, waiting for the day he gets out. And then I could see Archie planning a, like a heist right now in prison. We're going to steal the towels <laughs> from the cart. You. All right. <laughs> stand at the end of the hallway. I'll push the cart. And I'll throw the towels at you and then run. You know, maybe he's going crazy. Who knows? <laughs> you know what I mean? They won't get us this time. I've gotten away with it before. <laughs> I really want to know, like, was Archie some crazy controlling person and Vinny, like, was a victim of this crime and, like, he was forced into it? Or was Vinny just a little snitch? Like, I don't... I. I'm torn. You know, I'm I'm torn too, and like I can assume Vinny seems like a snitch. Just saying, Mister, you had one job. Don't go buy the Hummer, and you bought the Hummer all cash. Yeah, and you bought the Hummer anyway. So like, you were just ready not a good to listener. get caught. Yeah, yeah, not a good listener. Yeah. So I have no idea, and I don't know. I'm not trying to be rude. I just I don't, I don't- know. I'm really torn. Like, I feel like I am on the wrong side. I'm rooting for the wrong team. So I'm like, Vinny, you had four more days left. <laughs> so yeah. sad. You could have just, you couldn't he wait four days. so close. <laughs> yeah. And that, I'm sure that's how his father felt. And that's why, like, I don't know. I think, I, I guess I'm rooting for Archie too, because I just love the way that he adores his wife. My wife didn't have anything to do with this. You're like, sir, we're not asking about any of this. Like, we don't sir, even know not, why we're here. You have not been, um, you know, arrested for a crime at all. We're just yeah, here exactly. To look but I just love the way that he fights for his woman. It's oh, chivalry Archie. is not dead, people. All right. 
Get you a man that will steal millions from the bank and then say (laughs) you didn't do anything about it. And then go to prison for you. Yeah, exactly. Goals Goals in 2021. So anyways, that's the fun story for today. I hope you enjoyed it. I, I really liked this case. I liked the information that was out there. If you've got time, like I said, this 2020 came out in 2016, so it's older, but it's still oldie still a goodie i don't know and yeah you should go look up some pictures of archie because he seems like a great grandpa like he seems so nice he does no archie (laughs) that's what i'm saying like i bet you in prison he's just one of those nice grandpa guys that just mentors the other guys and helps out when he can and you know, I, I hope stuff. the state of Oregon, you know, like hires him once a year to go talk to all the armed truck people and be like, don't steal. You know, you have all that money. You think you have power. You have a gun, but it'll catch up to you in the end. And then you'll be like me. What's super interesting is when I was looking at the case for uh, the Cabellos, I actually found another case, but it, it was in Vegas. It wasn't even here where this girl just decided to go work for an armored car um, in Vegas and ended up getting away with $12 million and she fell off the freaking face of the planet for years. I bet. Well, that's what you would do. But that, that was like, like the right answer. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's just interesting. Like it's how, how easy it is, but it's not like, I know it's not, but at the same, Oh, she actually vanished with $3 million, but she was gone for 12 years. She turned herself in after after 12 years. Why? I don't know. I didn't read the whole story. Take your death and go to Cuba, chick. Come on. Yeah. What are you doing? Oh, and she was only 21 years old when she did it. So, oh like, my gosh. Basically what happened, though, because I did read the beginning of it, was that, you know, she was supposed to um, meet up with these other two guys and have, like, the money or whatever, like, the people that she worked with. And so, like, these guys, when she first didn't show up, they were worried. They were like, oh, my gosh, something must have happened to her. Like, yeah. No, like, oh, she must have been hurt. What if she was in a car accident? And so, like, their worst thought wasn't that, you know, she had stolen the money. Like, their worst thought was, like, oh, something bad happened to her. That's nice. But, yeah, interesting. So... Hmm. I know, it's just like stealing candy from a baby. I guess it's easy, but it's really frowned upon. You shouldn't do that. Yeah. Just because you can doesn't mean that you should. True. So, yeah, that is the story for today. We thank you so much for listening. And, um, yeah, I don't I don't have anything Next else. time you see an armed, uh, you know, money truck driver, just let them know, like, hey, thanks for choosing the right thing to do and not stealing. <laughs> Thanks for doing the right thing. You're a good person. You are. Good job. Good job. All right. Well, we will see you next week. Happy Veterans Day. Bye. Bye.